Bless you guys. Good morning. Great to be with you. Really, really good to be with you. Isn't it amazing to be in his presence with his people? Um, while we were busy during worship, I was singing, my, uh, just singing, um, we belong to him, we belong to him. And there's really a place of belonging that we have in family like this. You know, sometimes we can really feel like the odd one out. Like I feel like I'm the only person in this church that likes marmalade. Exactly. But you know what? Hey, I, I belong and I'm still part. So it doesn't matter how quirky you are or, you know, how, how different you seem to be when you look around in the room, you belong. Because it's an important place for you. And what I'd love to talk to you about this morning are, is um, connection and creativity. Connection and creativity. Once you reach for your house keys or your car keys, if you've got any, and just I want to just jingle them. I want to hear you jingle your keys. Okay, one person has a house. That's that's amazing. Oh, okay, some of okay, good. Right, okay, good. Thank you. All right. Now think about what that key or that set of keys does for you. All right, it gets you through the doors. Right, gets you into the door, gets you into the car, which takes you from one place to to the other. So this morning, what I want to share with you, connection and creativity are keys for this time. I really believe they are important keys for the time. I'm going to touch on some subjects which maybe somebody else can do a whole lot more with down the line, but I want to download what I have on my heart for you this morning about connection and creativity and how these are important keys for the times. They're going to open doors for us and they're going to get us places. All right, so won't you turn so long to Zechariah, the book of Zechariah. He's one of the little guys in the middle of the Bible somewhere, except if you're scrolling. And that's just easy. All right. The book of Zechariah, it's chapter 1. And I want to read you a couple of verses out of Zechariah chapter 1. And out of that, I'm going to touch on, excuse me, firstly, connection and then creativity. When I have to sing an F, you know, it loosens things in my voice box. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Okay. So firstly, I want to just pull out the, the context of connection, this family that we are a part of, that we are built into. Why is that such an important key in this time? Pulling out of Zechariah chapter 1, verse 18 to 21. I'm going to read to you out of the Amplified. Then I lifted up my eyes and saw, and behold, four horns, or symbols of strength. And I said to the angel who talked with me, what are these? And he answered me, These are the horns or powers which have scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Then the Lord showed me four smiths or workmen, one for each enemy horn to beat it down. Then I said, what are these horns and smiths coming to do? And he said, these are the horns or powers that scattered Judah so that no man lifted up his head. But these smiths or workmen have come to terrorize them and cause them to be panic-stricken, to cast out the horns or powers of the nations who lifted up their horn against the land of Judah to scatter it. All right, so we're talking about four horns and four smiths or worksmiths, workmen. Okay, and the four horns are representing demonic powers at work. All right, and in, in, in the context of the scripture, it was to scatter God's people. Okay, but take a look at the earth today and you know globally, north, south, east, west, that there's stuff going on. 
There's demonic powers and influences affecting people on a global scale right now. Okay? But there's also a countermeasure. There's something coming to take care of the problem. All right? It's worksmiths, workmen, that God is raising up to counteract this demonic influence. And this is just the gist of the scripture. But I want to first talk to you about family, connection. Okay? What is important out of the scripture concerning connection? You know what? When you're on your own, you're easy prey. You're a lot easier to pick off or prey on if you're on your own. Okay? And interesting that the horns were raised up to scatter Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. These were God's people, his chosen generation, his royal priesthood, were scattered, separated. Okay, put out on their own somewhere. And then in verse 21, we read about how they were scattered so that no man lifted up his head. Okay, so when there's a scattering and a dispersing, we can get to a point where we're so discouraged, so disillusioned, so hopeless that it's like we've forgotten who we are. We've forgotten whose we are. Okay, and this is the power of the demonic at work is to cause us to forget who we are and whose we are. And when we're on our own, we're at a risk of being exposed to that. All right, I think about um, Eve when she was alone in the garden. And that was when the serpent came to just start asking or make her start asking questions. Did God say? All right, so he wants us to question God. This is the enemy now. When like most of his influence is to ask us to question God. You know, or to question ourselves. You know, will it really happen that if you eat of that tree, don't you think God's trying to hide something from you? You know? And a lot of times when questions come or disappointment, it has to do with somewhere there's a question in my head about how God's moved or worked or hasn't. Or it's a question about myself, where I've gone wrong, where I've messed up, where I didn't maybe hear God, or I took a detour, or something like that. The enemy's always working to cause us to question God and question ourselves. And we are at most or at the most danger of being exposed to that when we are on our own. Okay. And sometimes um, it isn't always that there's been a division or an argument or a, you know, something has happened to cause us to scatter and divide. But sometimes it's, it's not understanding how important it is to come together. All right. It's just so, so important. Um, and I think, you know, we've been through some really interesting times in the last two years, um, lockdown and all, and I think we've learned how to do a lot online. We've figured out that, okay, there's Checkers 6060, okay? Mr. Delivery has suddenly taken off. Uber Eats really came to the fore for the fall and bloom anyway. So a, a lot, it's not all bad, right? But we've figured out now that we can shop online, we can church online, hey, we can do a lot online in the comfort of our pajamas. I remember one of the James Bonds when they changed over early on. I think it was Casino Royale or no, it was a bit later on. But anyway, just watch them and find out. And they, they bring in a new queue and he's this young boy and he's like, well, I can do more damage with a cup of Earl Grey in my pajamas before nine in the morning than you can, you know? And he's telling this hotshot agent, you know, like online is the way that we're going, you know? And, and it's true. We, we, we can do a lot. The Lord gave us technology and it's not evil or bad. But I think we're at, we're at risk of, of, of becoming maybe too independent 
from one another and from our connection time if, if we begin to rely on only that. All right. Where is it? Um, let me just find my verse. Hebrews 10. Verse 25 speaks about um, don't neglect coming together. And I want to just reverse up to verse 23 and read you Hebrews 10, verse 23 to 25. If you're following along, you can turn to Hebrews 10. So now, wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. All right, so oftentimes we'll, we'll, we'll quote the scripture, but, but don't, don't neglect coming together. But, but what scriptures came before that? It was about wrap your heart tightly around hope. This is out of the Passion Translation. I just love how they phrased this version. Wrap your heart tightly around hope, knowing that God keeps his promises. And find creative ways to encourage others and motivate them towards acts of compassion and beautiful works and expressions of love. And where is this happening? That's verse 23 and 24. Don't neglect the coming together. So in our time of coming together, yes, it's about a strengthening for the personal challenges that we're facing, but it's also a reminder for what or about what we carry and that the world needs it. All right. So this morning we were making amazing declarations about we're royalty, but it's also about the world and the nations that need the revelation that we carry. The revelations for us, but not only for us. It's for those around us as well. So our coming together is important for our, our personal refreshing and strengthening, but a reminding of our destiny, individual and corporate. Okay? So there's a hope that is revived. Uh, creative ways to encourage others. All right? We've been sharing a lot about creativity, and that's my next point in the message. There's something of, of a creativity that begins to stir in our coming together. And it's not that the Lord doesn't stir these things in our hearts on our own, but there's something in our coming together that we will only experience in our coming together. Something really, really powerful. At the end of Hebrews 10, 25, it says, um, we need to urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning. So, so if there's this encouragement, hey, but, but don't stop meeting together, then that's sort of telling us, you know what, this is, this is something that can actually start tugging at your heart, you know, for whatever reason it might be. Maybe you just, you know, and, and please, I'm not saying like, you know, you may never miss like a church service, but it's, it's about understanding the value of being together and, and actively going after that, all right? Um, I just want to find my point I was trying to make. Um, Right, so um, sometimes life is going rough, or things are happening, or we are tired. Um, so I'm not speaking about like maybe these once-off moments, but if we get into this habit of just sort of thinking, I can get what I need online, and I'll just make a phone call, and we start to miss this face-to-face -face connection, um, it, it can start getting easy to live in that space, and pushing back into it can feel like it's going against our grain. Like, um, I know when I'm working through stuff, I tend to 
want to withdraw and work through and then come back and say, oh, I had such a rough week, you know. I'm trying to move beyond that, but that's more my habit to do that. And, you know, to stay engaged when it's tough, to, to, to find people that you can share in confidence with and say, hey, I need that encouragement, you know. I, I need a creative solution to this issue. Because if we get used to doing this, then we're in danger of putting ourselves on an island. And that's where the enemy starts to come and pick us off and prey on us. And that's not a place we want to be in, especially in this time. So this is quite a challenge. It's saying, hey, guys, go against the grain of what you feel is the right thing for you to do. And please, again, I'm saying, hold the context. I'm not saying that that's always a bad thing and we may never do it. But it's about understanding the heart's and the importance of our coming together and actively going after it, recognizing there's an enemy and we're in a war and he wants to, he wants to separate us from the pack. So to just take a breath and say, this is what I feel would be wisdom for me. God, what are you saying to my heart? And I've got some stories to tell you, believe you me, when I have just decided I have had enough. And then I go and I make a candace decision and live to regret it. I have got a lot of stories. So come find me in coffee time and I'll just encourage you and make you feel better about yourself about where I've missed it. Because I just, you know, it's too much when, when a lot's going on and somebody else needs something from me, for example. And it's like, no, I'm just going to like retreat, you know. And the scripture is challenging us. Hey, you know what? You've got to go against the grain sometimes and you've got to push in and take hold of Community and family. Because it's, you know, it is. It's exposing and it makes us vulnerable. It's a very difficult place to walk in. But hey, anything that we practice is going to get easier. And God's promised, you know what, there's there's, there's a hope that's going to recharge in you. There's creativity that's going to start to flow. There's there's compassion. There's, there's, There's great works. You know, there's actually such reward in taking this risk. And obviously, we're, we're all different people, and we'll do it at different levels, but, but find at least one person or one or two people where, where that's the place where you actually like connect and, and commit and have them speak into your heart. Um, I think about Galatians 2, where you know, Peter's playing both ends against the middle, and then with the Jews and the Gentiles. You guys know the story. You can go and read it up in Galatians 2. And Paul comes along and he's like, Peter, have you forgotten what the gospel is really about? He challenges him. You know, it's like, it's like sometimes when we're on our own, we're, we're, we're talking with the Lord and we're building, but, but we can start, you know, we can start missing the plot a little. And we need someone like a Paul who's going to come along and say, hey, dude, nah, this is not who you are. You've forgotten who you are. You've forgotten whose you are. And you're building in a wrong way. This is, this is not healthy. It's not good for you. Come on, dude. Like, let's, let's find true north again. And we need people that'll, that'll catch us and say, hey, this is not the real you. Hey, Christ is in you. That's, that's not Christ speaking out of you. Come on. You know, there's, there's a better way. There's a better way. Come on. So we, we need to have people that are in our sphere that are, that we've opened our lives to that degree to. All right. It's really, really important. Um, why? Because we're important. <laughs> All right. If I, if I fall out of the team, then there's something missing. All right. The house is maybe missing a pane of glass somewhere and the wind can through it. Okay. Why? Because that's, that's part of why I'm built into the family and the house. Okay. So I think we must be very careful. We don't have the luxury of, of self-pity or, or, or insecurity, you know, that's, that's going to 
like take us out of the fight and out of the family because we have in a very important, unique and crucial place. And if you don't think that, you're not going to behave in that way. So that's another reason why it's important to go after community and family is because your individual role in it counts. It's important. There's a hole when you are not there. Okay. Yes? Amen? Amen. <laughs> okay. Let me just quickly scan through what I've maybe just missed out here. Right. Um, just, yeah, just quickly. It's um, when we have people reminding us who we are, there's a big thing about identity in that. And we know that there's a massive attack. You just look at the world around us and there's a massive attack on identity. You know, it's like, you be you, all 58 versions of you, just be you. And, you know, a couple of years ago, if you used more than one pronoun to describe yourself, that, that there's, there's, special, there's a special place for you to go when that's, when that's a problem. And now it's being considered like unkind not to allow people to be all three, four, five, 58 versions of themselves. And please don't get me wrong, there's a place where we, where we are helping people that are battling in their identities, but we need a discernment to know when we're entertaining demonic activity and nonsense that's actually there to hijack us. Like, I'm not speaking about us, the church, but in general, people, friends that you might know, people that you're praying for, you know, people in the struggle. You know, you look at the world around you and it's being taught to kids in school. So we've got to say, whoa, 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 no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. My identity is important. And I need to be reminded of who I am in Christ. And I need to take hold of somebody else and say, it's not just that I must be this person spoken to the whole time. I've got to recognize I've got that place of encouragement for somebody else. doesn't matter how, whether I got saved yesterday, I've got a place of influence, just like the guy that's been walking with the Lord 60 years. Why? Because I have hope. I have Jesus. He's my identity. We're going places with him, man. We're in this war, but hey, <laughs> he's given us victory and he's given us tools and weapons. And let me then, then just move on to the second part of my message today about creativity, one of the very, very powerful weapons that he's given us. So we've spoken about community, connection, togetherness. And now what about us and our individual capacity? Okay, how's that, you know, like how's creativity a key for us in this time? I want to go back to, Ze I should have told you to leave your finger there. Go back to Zechariah 1 verse 18 to 21. And verse 20 speaks about the smiths and the workmen. All right, there are four of them, one for each enemy horn. So for every demonic power that's trying to create influence and chaos and havoc, there's actually something being raised up to counter and to push back. All right, so these smiths and workmen, Okay, they, they are there to, to terrorize and cause the four horns to be panic-stricken and to cast them out. Okay, so these craftsmen have got a very important role. Okay, now craftsmen essentially here are people that have got skills, people creating, people with practical skills. But these are not the only people that are being being referred to. Okay, this is a... Um, a scripture. Let me just um, quickly make reference to Exodus 31. Uh, if you want to turn there, you can. Otherwise, you can just listen quickly. Exodus 31 verse 1 to 11 is actually talking about the skilled, skilled craftsmen that were putting together the tabernacle of Moses. Okay, so we'll be heading somewhere with this. Stay with me, okay? Keep tracking. So about the skilled craftsmen. All right, Exodus 31 verse 1. The Lord said to Moses... 
saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all kinds of craft, craftsmanship to create artistic designs for work in gold, in silver, and in bronze, and in the cutting of stones for settings, and in the carving of wood, so that he may work in all kinds of craftsmanship. Okay, so here's a guy, he's got a couple of skills, but essentially this is the first guy that's being filled with the Spirit in the Bible, okay? All right, verse 2, Bezalel, the son of whoever, verse 3, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, understanding, knowledge, all kinds of craftsmanship. And so it goes on and on. So the Holy Spirit comes on this guy, and he's being uniquely equipped to help craft, design, and do things for the tabernacle of Moses. All right? Now, there wasn't a fairy godmother going, pumpkin, coach, you know. This was a guy that had some skills. All right, he was practically involved. But what happened was the spirit of wisdom understanding, knowledge, even knowing how to do things that he hasn't been taught to do. He's now gaining as the spirit of wisdom comes upon him, as knowledge, understanding comes upon him for the task at hand. All right, And so obviously that's built. And doesn't this remind you of the Queen of Sheba going to visit Solomon? And she sees all the beauty and the splendor and she's like, they didn't, you know, they actually under-exaggerated. This is amazing. But what really catches her eye? The staircase between Solomon's house and the house of God. It's a physical staircase. What else? The clothes of the servants. The place settings at the table where they would sit and eat. That's random weird stuff, man. <laughs> but you know what? Somebody had to set that table. Somebody had to design the clothing. Somebody was a woodworker. That had to figure out how the grains would fit together. And there was something where wisdom touched the mundane and the normal and the natural. And he has the queen of Sheba going, wow, I know that Israel has a God. Because of clothing and place settings and staircases. And what, what, is, all about, what is that all about? <laughs> and this is where the craftsmen become the ones that come against the horns that that are there to scatter. Okay, so craftsmen is all of you sitting here today. Whatever you do, that's your craft or your skill. All right, it's not necessarily, oh, I have to be arty, oh, I have to uh, make swords. Okay, it's not about that, it's about the skill that you have. So it's a, it's a receptionist with a particular kind of friendliness in her voice and a mechanic that finds that timely repair. David, that guy, he was testifying about how this guy um, really found like, like a very serious problem in his car and actually saved him 20,000 rand and it only cost him 3,000. You know, it's, it's um, maybe it's a, like a teacher in a classroom. And, or maybe like as a parent, you need a really unique way to get through to one of your children because everything that you're trying works brilliantly on the one and not at all on the other one. Some creative insight is needed. So it's not just in our skill or our work, it's, it's in our lives. All right. It's, it's maybe, maybe you're a words person and you're good with encouraging and you just write these little notes. 
Maybe you're someone that, that, that likes a place to look neat and nice and you always want to leave it better than you found it. So you'll be that guy picking up the bottles lying around and putting it in the dustbin as you walk into work. You know, 50 other people have walked past it. It's not that they're wrong or right, but hey, you're the guy that carries the passion for excellence. And, and sometimes we think it's these big accomplishments that make the difference, but it's these little building blocks of life where the spirit of wisdom comes upon us and creativity, and it's, it's a fresh way or a new way, or I'm, I'm just free to be me. Maybe there's something inside of me that's, that just needs to become unlocked, something I carry, I don't know I carry it. But I'm the smith, I'm the worksman in my, in my place of work, in my community, in my town, in my family, that just needs to invite the spirit of wisdom, understanding, knowledge. I need to access the creativity in me, because in my DNA, I am made in the image of the creator. And there are creative solutions that we carry. Maybe not always answers to problems, but just in our being, there is power. And we underestimate that, I think. It's not always, I mean, how did the Lord deal with issues in the Bible? Eh? It's like, okay, the people are thirsty. Moses, speak to the rock. That's, that's weird, Okay. Sometimes the Lord would say, okay, put the musos in front. You know, they're going to go and sing some songs for us. Wall falls flat. Other times they capture people, um, and instead of killing them, the, the wisdom for that moment is feed them. And it's like, feed them. <laughs> you know, we had the sheep on the spit for us, not for them. And then they decide not to attack anymore. It, it was an act of kindness rather than taking out the enemy. I mean, we need wisdom for these situations, all right? Like a creative solution. It's not just a copy-paste, 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 all right? There are creative solutions to actually, like, put us on the right path, keep us on the right path. That's why his word is a lamp to our feet, to prevent us from stumbling. And for me, it's like I just need to slow down sometimes to tune in. You know, I've got a lot going on here, and sometimes I'm like, shh. I need to just hear, Lord, what are you saying? I've got... My problem is I've got like 55 ideas, not like zero. And like, I need to, shh, okay, Lord, I need to just clear the noise. What are you saying to me? And there is power in that. Um, I heard a testimony about a guy who was, um, he was a house painter. He was getting, uh, a house painter. And he started to dream with God. And he got a download for a business just while he was painting. He was doing his painting job, normal, normal. And he was just talking with the Lord, and he got this idea, and he developed it into a company, which he later sold for almost like 500 million U.S. A, a painter, a painter, right? It's not always about the financial solution, but I believe there are financial solutions that God wants to give us, or creative ideas to bring about financial um, solutions or increase for us where we need it. Okay, thus he's in the roof. And sometimes it's maybe just um, you're driving in the car with your kids and there's a memory verse that comes up and you start to sing it. Or you want them to remember it. That's what we're trying to do with the kids. We'll showcase some of the stuff for you end of the year, okay, with our kids' church and what we've been doing with that. So maybe you guys are just singing um, Psalm 23, one of those verses in the car. And you're helping your kid remember the song, but it actually speaks to your heart. And that's just your breakthrough for that day. Right, So it's just, you know, God is just all around. He heals with mud, water, words. Sometimes it's laying on of hands. He uh, does miracles through food in the weather, old people, young people. 
he's just very creative and we're made in his image. So this, I really believe, is a key in this time. I want to read you a couple of stats quickly. Um, an experiment was done a couple of years, quite a few years ago actually, on a group of 1,600 children and they tested them at age five and came to the conclusion that they were 98% creative geniuses. They were just, it was just in them. Then at age 10, they tested the same group of children and that percentage went down from 98 to 30. And they tested the same group of children at the age of 15 and that percentage of 30 went down to 10. And then they randomly tested a group of um, almost 300,000 adults. It was a big group. And only 2% of them would they qualify as creative geniuses. And the conclusion that they reached is non-creative behavior is learned. Wow. Okay. So I believe even in the things we are struggling through, even in the difficulties that we are having, God wants us to play a little. And he wants us to dream a little. Okay, there's, there's a story, it's a true one, of um, they, they had some um, medical people, uh, they, they wanted them to figure out like a diagnosis, but they deliberately misrepresented the facts. You know, this was just too, they were just checking something out. And they divided the, 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 these medical practitioners into two groups, and one group got a bag of sweets and one group didn't. But they didn't know about each other, you know, that the one got ba a bag of sweets. And the group that got the bag of sweets... Um, got through all the, the nonsense faster, and they were able to figure out what the diagnosis was, and they realized, oh, that's inconsistent. No, uh, uh, uh. And the group that didn't get the bag of sweets took a little longer. So, for those of you with a sweet tooth, <laughs> yay. So there is something about becoming like children that's important. Not in our thinking, necessarily, but in our creativity and in our play, and in our just like dancing on disappointment. You know, these silly little things that God would have us to speak to the rock Moses, like, okay, just God, give me five minutes. There's a crowd passing. Oh, now they're stopping for tea. Oh, my word. You know, I've got to speak to this rock. And we've got to let go of a little bit of inhibition and really just get in touch with the child inside and the creativity that we carry because I believe God is bringing us solutions in fun ways with a little bit of dreaming and a little bit of crazy and it's not going to be like, I bind you, you big horn. It's going to be us just living out something that we carry, who we are, with his touch of wisdom on us. I'm going to end off with a definition of creativity to remind you that you've all already done this. How many times? I suppose especially parents in your life. Okay, here we go. So creativity defined is an original idea, the use of imagination or original ideas to create something inventiveness, the tendency to generate or recognize ideas, alternatives, or possibilities that may be useful in solving problems, turning new and imaginative ideas into reality, or the ability to perceive the world in new ways, to find hidden patterns, to make connections between seemingly unrelated phenomena. And there are more, I just stopped there. <laughs> But, but, but can you hear? This is, this is not actually something so foreign to us. But let's just kind of tune in and trust the Lord to grow and develop that in us. Okay, we can create and dream with the Father because he's the creator. So he put us in a family to remind us who we are and whose we are. And he's put himself in our DNA so that we can problem solve and we can go through life not just having to survive but to thrive. 
Why? Because people need the hope that we carry. They need to see our breakthroughs and be encouraged and know, aha, there is a God in Israel. There is a God in Bloemfontein. There is a God in this family and in this heart. Wow, because I see him at work. Not the big things always. Sometimes the very little things. So don't underestimate yourselves. And don't underestimate him either. Okay, he's having more fun than we are, I think. <laughs> he sits in heaven and... <laughs> the kids were doing a, a session today about um, how joy is a weapon. we just reminding them, hey, joy is a weapon. So again, it's not, the, it's not a copy-paste, but sometimes laughing is the most spiritual thing that we can do to get a breakthrough. All right, so let's just pray and invite... Oh, Father, thank you. Oh, thank you for the freedom to be. Thank you for the freedom to see. Thank you for your wisdom, Lord. I just want to release your wisdom over every, every person sitting here this morning, over the kids in the next room, even over the people that belong to our body, Lord, that are on here this morning. Would you just release your creative wisdom over them and give them abilities they haven't had before and remind them that they have redeemed imagination. And we ask and invite you, Father, just come and, and just renew our thinking processes. Make us new in our thinking. Give us new eyes to see with your invitation is come up here. So, Lord, just touch our minds and touch our eyes and touch our hearts this morning. And we thank you, Lord. I'm just reminded of Psalm 3.3, Lord, that you are our shield, that you surround us with yourself. You're our glory and that you cover us continually and that you lift our head. I just want to pray for anybody in the room this morning, Father, that's feeling maybe scattered or, or alone or just not able to lift their head. And I thank you that they will find in you a shield, glory, and a reason to lift their heads. I thank you, Father. I thank you that from your holy presence you send us the help of a Father. And that your heart is so much more for us than we could possibly imagine. And Lord, we want to dream with you. We want to play with you. We want to create with you. We want to see breakthroughs come in the most amazing ways. And we just want to open up our hearts and say, do it the way that you want. We're with you. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.